Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everyone. It's Marcos Villegas. And today we have two special guests, the first of which is former junior welterweight champion Mario Barrios and esteemed trainer Ronnie Shields. Barrios, who fought Gervonta Davis on Showtime pay-per-view back in June of this year, speaks to us about the fight, dealing with the first loss of his career, if he will stay at 140 pounds, and what the future holds. We also touch base with Ronnie Shields, in which he discusses his pupil Jamal Charlo's past win over Juan Macias Montiel, why he will never give middleweight title holder Demetrius Andrade a fight, and why he feels David Benavides has nothing to offer his fighter. All right, let's start. Enjoy. Mario, hey man, good to see you. I know it's been a few weeks since uh, your fight with uh, Tank uh, finished. Just uh, how are the last uh, few weeks been for you and the reception you've gotten here back home? Um, last few weeks, you know, been back home, you know, finally just, you know, resting my body, um, you know, after a long camp, you know, and um, a great fight. And, um, you know, just, just been back home, enjoying myself, um, family, everything. And um, but I mean, you know, the response I got after the fight, you know, it's it's been good. You know, I I really got that, you know, that that love of support, you know, from everybody. And um, you know, I was able to take away um, a lot, you know, from the last fight. Yeah, I, I took a, an Uber ride actually yesterday, and uh, the Uber driver brought up your name, and he and he said these exact words: "We don't care that he lost. We still rock with him. That's what we do over here in San Antonio." And I was like, "Damn! Like you, you got it like that out here." Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's one thing I've always loved, you know, about being from here. Um, the love and support, you know, that we show, you know, not only, you know, um, our boxers, you know, but all of, you know, our hometown athletes, whether you're a basketball player, whether you're, you know, a boxer, you know, whether, um, you know, you're a football, football player, the, the love and support is always, it's always, um, it's always felt here. You've been enjoying the time off. You, you look a little rounder, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. You've been enjoying yourself, huh? Yeah, no, nah, definitely. You know, but like I said, I mean, I've been um, been resting my body. Um, been feeding your body, bro. <laughs> been like, man, yeah, man, been uh, been eating some some good food back here, and um, like I said, I'm just uh, just enjoying myself. You deserve it, man. Uh, it was a great fight, man. Really great fight. Uh, you have you had a chance to watch it yet? And if you have, like, what what'd you make of how the fight played out? I thought um, it was a very man entertaining fight. Um, I thought I was boxing, you know, really nicely. I mean, of course, I mean, looking back, you know, there's always things, you know, I wish I I would have done differently, or you know, I could do differently. And um, but you know, overall, man, um, I was happy with my performance. My my team was happy with the performance, and um, you know, we're not we're not dwelling on the fact that you know um, that you know we, we took the first loss. But, uh, you know, we're going to continue on, on growing from this, you know, in, in every way that we can. What were some of those things that you felt like, ah, man, I shouldn't have done this, or maybe I could have done this a little bit differently? Uh, like, there's a lot, you know, like, um, I would go back, you know, work, work the body a little bit more early on, you know, try to put him on, on, on his back foot more than, uh, more than I was. Um, but, I mean, you know, like, like, again, you know, there's never a fight that I've, I have had 
we're looking back on it, um, I would do it you know, exactly the, the same way. There's always something you know, I could do better and uh, I could do differently. Like I mentioned, it was a great fight. You were winning on a lot of people's scorecards up until uh, the knockdowns happened. How were those knockdowns? Like, how, how did his power feel in there? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was the first time you know, I'd ever touched the canvas. Um, I mean, he, he definitely, you know, he has that explosiveness and that power that we had, uh, you know, that we were, you know, expecting him to have. But, um, I mean, you know, it's part of boxing. Um, there was never anything that, you know, that I got hit with, you know, that I knew that, you know, I, were, I wouldn't be able to continue. And, uh, you know, even with the stoppage, you know, um, I still didn't see why it was stopped. You know, um, I still thought, you know, I could have continued. And um, I really wish, you know, I, I would have got to. But, I mean, you know, that, that's not how things played out that night. But, um, yeah, no, I'm just uh, moving, moving forward from here. Yeah, I saw an interview that you did that you mentioned that, that you weren't too happy with how the, the fight ended. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I was a little confused um, with the ref's call because um, he had just he had yelled stop and um, I didn't really know why he, he had yelled stop. And um, but then he waved his hands and um, I mean at that point I mean, there's there's nothing there's nothing I could do you know I can't sit there and argue with him. Uh, he felt that it was the necessary call and um, you know I mean I, I don't agree with it but you know that was that was his call. Were you aware that you were up in the fight? Like, did you have a feeling and was your corner telling like, hey, Mario, you're winning this fight? Or, or did you think it was rather close? I thought it was, it was rather close, but I mean, I knew, you know, I was definitely in that fight. And, um, you know, I could see um, Davis's corner, you know, that it was, it was getting hectic, you know, like if they were worried, you know, round by round. I mean, you know, so I knew I was doing something right. And, uh, you know, the plan was, you know, just to keep it, you know, how we had it. And, um, you know, just to try to um, land more, you know, as, as the rounds went on. Did you, by chance, I know you're in the corner, your corner, like, covers you up, but did you see, like, Floyd, like, go up to Tank? Because there was a moment in the telecast where he tells Tank, you're down, like, you're down unofficially on the card. Yeah, no, I mean, that's one thing, you know, in between rounds I was able to see, like I said, you know, I know his corner was getting hectic. Mm, you know, I could see Mayweather um, getting up, you know, Tank listening, um, you know, kind of just looking around and listening to too many people at once. So, I mean, um, like I said, I mean, I knew I was doing something right. And, um, you know, like I said, I mean, that was definitely a fight. Uh, I was for sure, you know, uh, I was in that fight. And, um, you know, that's why, I mean, I was, um, I was a little down about, you know, the fight getting caught off by the ref. But, like, like, like I said, I mean, you know, it's part of the business. Yeah, it is, you know. It's uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. How's it been dealing with uh, you know the, this loss? Um, it's been good, but like I said, I mean, uh, of course, I mean. Uh, oh, we got random people just walking in over here. Yeah, of course, I mean, you know, I wasn't. Um, that's not you know what I had wanted, you know, me and my team. But you know, that's like I said, that's the sport of boxing. You know, he was um, the better man that night. But you know, I know from here, you know, but I can only go up. You know, I still have a lot to do in this sport, and um, I'm excited, you know, just to get back to work and um, get moving forward again. Yeah, that's a good view to have because uh, a lot of times when a, a fighter suffers their first loss, like it's a really like devastating thing for them. Like they get like really depressed and sad about it. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, you know, man, the <laughs> boxing fans are pretty, uh, pretty rough. But you know, I've had um, I've had wins, you know, that didn't feel as good as this past loss. And um, you know, so, I mean, I'm thankful, you know, that you know I have I gained a lot of supporters from this last fight, and. Um, yeah, I mean, that I was able, you know, to just show everybody in the fighter that I am, you know, and what I bring every time I step into the ring.
No, that's very true. I think your your stock went up uh, regardless of what happened in the fight. I, I think a lot more people are going to be interested in, in seeing you again. In terms of 140, I know when I spoke to you, uh, the fight that you had on his under, tanks undercard, you had mentioned that you wanted to go up to 147. Was that the last time we're going to see you at 140, or do you still feel you can fight at 140? Uh, you know, given the opportunity, uh, we might you know stay at 140. You know, we can sit down and talk to my team. But uh, you know, the the move is definitely is it's going to be soon. You know, um, up to welterweight. We saw you know with this last fight, um, the weight. You know, it's not it's not coming off. You know how it used to. Um, no, no, not saying I struggled or anything. You know, I made the weight and everything good. You know, I felt strong. I had a great camp for that fight. But um, you know, I mean, it's, it's the move to 147 is definitely uh, is definitely soon. Do you think Tank should stay at 140? You being in there with him and knowing the size of you know, you're a big 140 too. You know, how do you th think he can accommodate at 140 pounds? Um, I mean, you know, I think Tank um, would would be able to accomplish you know quite a bit. You know, if he decided to stay at 140, um, it was powerful in there, explosive. You know, it was still very, still very quick, and um, you know, there, there's a lot of fights that could be built. Uh, I think that could be made for him there. You know, I think in, in the fight with you, it showed like that the size does play a difference with him because he's smaller. Because you, you know, you landed a lot of good shots in there against him too, as well. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, you know, it showed that he's beatable. He's vulnerable. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you know, like again, I mean, I was I was in that fight. You know, I don't know whether I, I was up on the cards or not, but um, I said, I mean, I had the fight very close. You know, in, in my head when I was when I was in there, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> Does he beat a guy like a Josh Taylor, like the other 140s, in your opinion? I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna go and say all, like all that, but um, you know, I think you know it would be a, a great fight uh, to watch unfold. You made uh, someone a little annoyed, and you probably know his name because he wanted to fight with you, Regis Prograce. Did you hear the the comments uh, that he said about you going into this fight with Tank and and all the other stuff that uh, he said since? <laughs> Nah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't pay attention. Well, he's angry. He's angry because he said he was promised to fight with you, and then you go and you say you're going to move to 147, and then you end up fighting Tank. I don't know what what, what he be saying. I, uh, I don't pay attention much to what he says. Um, you know, we, we we never promise anybody anything, and um, you know, I speak for myself at the end of the day. Uh, I, I don't really worry about all the other nonsense, you know, especially the the shit that he be talking, but. Um, <laughs> that is what it is. I guess at this point, you said maybe 147, maybe staying at 140. I know it's really about like the type of fight, the matchup that really gets your your motivation going. Who's there at 140 that can maybe do that, and who's there at 147 that can maybe do that? Uh, there's a lot in both, um, but you know, like I said, um, I mean, be, be, before this fight with Javante, I was looking. You know, I was already about to make that move to 147. So you know that's leaning more, you know, to where um, to where I you know I'm gonna be going, as you know, opposed to 140. But um, I mean, there's there's a lot of fights out there, you know, to be made, you know, that have uh, you know, that have the magnitude, you know, to be great fights. And you're a fighter that's shown that uh, you mix it up, and you're not afraid to fight as well. And like I, I said, you know, I think your stock really went up uh, after uh, this fight that. You're going to be a guy that fans are going to want to see, and, and they know now, like, hey, Mario Barros uh, comes to fight. With that being said, do you take the rest of the year off? Do you get as soon uh, as you can back in the ring? Like, what's your your plan? Yeah, no, I mean, um, I definitely want, want, want to be back in the ring, you know, before this year is over. 
um, at least once. You know, I mean, if, if it could be twice, you know, that that'd be awesome too. But uh, you know, I've I already started running again. You know, I'm already gonna be back in the gym next week. Um, I'm, I mean, I never take too much time off. And uh, you know, I'm like I said, um, this fight has definitely you know motivated me more than anything. You know, um, taking this loss. And uh, I'm just excited, you know, to um, to you know come back and continue, you know, to show uh, fight fans and you know just everybody, you know, um, the fighter that Mario Barrios is. So you said it motivates you. So regardless, you, you know, you're taking it in stride, but it, it does kind of irk you a little bit. Like, damn, like I fucking lost. Like I need to get back to what I do. It's it's a fight I know that I was in. You know, if, if the fight wouldn't have gotten stopped, and. Um, you know that's why it's so motivating because I know you know damn like it was it was that close you know and they got caught off you know with a round and a half left so you know it, was, um, it, it has made me more hungry than uh, than anything. That was Mario Barrios, and we hope to see him return to the ring real soon. Now Ronnie Shields is next as he has some choice things to say about Demetrius Andrade and David Benavides. Ronnie, I, I want to talk to you uh, about a few topics. Uh, first, uh, your fighter a few weeks ago had a, a fight that ended up being pretty tough. Uh, Jamal going up against uh, Montiel. What did you make uh, of the fight uh, a few weeks removed now and how the fight shook out? Well, I thought it was a great fight, man. It was a, it was a fan-friendly fight. You know, I think uh, a lot of people didn't know our opponent, Montiel. But, you know, I was studying this kid, and I knew he was going to be a really awkward, awkward fighter. So... And, you know, and, and he turned out to be that. But, you know, he looked, you know, in, in this day and age in the, in the sport of boxing, you know, you can't take anybody lightly. And Jamal definitely didn't take him lightly, you know. Uh, but Montiel put up a great fight, and I was happy with the outcome. He was the clear winner in the fight. There's no doubt. He, he won the fight. But at all, did you feel that it was a tougher fight than you guys thought it would be? Well, you know, look, you know, in the round that Jamal hurt him, he hurt his hand. And, you know, he got a cast on his hand right now uh, because of that. You know, and, you know, and he just couldn't continue to hit him with his right hand the way he wanted to. He still was throwing it, but he wasn't throwing it with the intensity that it was when he did when he hurt him in the sixth round. But, look, you know, at, the, at this level of competition, at this, you know, in boxing, you know, everybody's going to be a tough fight. You know, because everybody, you know, look, every contender wants to be a world champion. So, you know, so this guy, he, he decided, hey, I'm going to fight every round, and I'm going to give it my all every round. And he did. And, you know, it wasn't enough, but look, you know, he, he put up a great fight, and I, I commend him for that. And not to mention, guys like him, they always rise up. They, they, they always get an extra gear when, when they face guys uh, the elite level, like a Jermall. Uh, the hand... What exactly happened and how long till he's okay? Well, you know, he got the cast on now, so I think he's getting it all. Well, he's coming up today, so I'll see if he got it all by, by now. But, you know, but look, again, you know, this is the sport of boxing, you know. Things happen, and you have to make adjustments inside the ring. We did, came out the winner, and that's all that matters. There's been a, a lot of talk uh, from uh, Demetrius Andrade uh, to uh, Jamal about uh, wanting a fight. You being his trainer, is that a fight that interests Jamal, that, that kind of gets the competitive juices flowing for him? Because I know he's uh, Andrade's been calling for that fight for a long time now. Well, you know, Andre has a big mouth. He talks a lot, you know. And But, you know, it, go, it goes back years, years before when uh, Andre signed a contract to fight his brother Jamel, and Andre was champion. 
So, and then Andre backed out of the fight. So once he did that, they said they'll never give him an opportunity to make money ever again with them in the sport of boxing. That's what it is. So even now, even if there's more money involved or like pressure to him, it's like a no starter. Like that's it. He's he's done with them. Absolutely. It's a, it's a good fight, though. I, I want to see it. Of course, everybody want to see it. But, you know, look, sometimes when you do things in this sport, you know, some some things are unforgivable, you know. And to me, that's one of the things that, you know, you denied his brother an opportunity to fight for the world title for no reason. You know, and well, the reasoning was because Jay-Z didn't want, he tried, he left his promoter, Alapalulo, and went to Jay-Z. Jay-Z didn't like to fight, so he told him don't take it. So he didn't take it. So that's something he got to live with for the rest of his life. He's having a hard time finding opponents, and I know a lot of fans have said, like, hey, he's, you know, who is he fought with? Like, he, he needs opponents. What do you make of that criticism, you as his coach, seeing how hard he works in the gym and knowing, like, no doubt, he, he's elite. Like, he's the top of the top. Well, he has a problem. You know, he has a problem. I mean, you know, he tried to get a fight with Canelo. Canelo told him to go to hell. So like, Literally, he said that? Yes. He told him to get, you know, he went to the con press conference in Dallas, and Canelo told him to get out. You know, he don't want to. He don't no, have. Which when uh, in Canelo's last fight in Dallas. Uh oh, you're talking about Andre. Yes, Andre. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Jermall. I'm like, wait, he's like, I didn't see Jermall go over there to Dallas. Like, this is news to me. No, Andre. I'm talking yeah, about Andre. Yeah, yeah. Andre. Yeah, yeah. You know, Canelo don't want to have nothing to do with it. Nobody want to have anything to do with it. You know, look, it's the way you do things in the sport of boxing. It's how you handle yourself and stuff like that. And people, people want to see good fights, but at the same time, you know, you got to have a moral issues come up you know so that's what it is what do you make of you guys having trouble getting the Golovkins the Canelos uh, those sorts of uh, fighters well you know people always say well you know uh, you're not fighting this guy you're not fighting that guy sometimes those fights are hard to make you know because because of networks you know affiliation because of promoter affiliation you know and it's, it's just hard to make sometimes you know it's, it's, not, it's not the fault of the fighters, but, you know, it's issues that happen. You know, the thing with Jamel and Castano now is they, they both with the same people. So as far as the promotional is concerned and as far as the, the networks and stuff is concerned, you know, they, 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 they with the same people. So that fights like that are easy to make, you know. But, you know, look at Good Luckin. He's over at the zone, you know, Jamal. It's, you know, it's with PBC and Showtime. So, you know, who's going to show the net? Who's going to show the fight if it happens? Just take it to the purse bid. Whoever, whoever, whoever bids the most, they get the fight. But, you know, does it frustrate Jamal not being able to get those fights? I know for a long, long time now, years now, he's been calling for it. But does it get to him? Does the, you know, the criticism from the people on Twitter and all that get to him? Well, I don't think that get to him. But I think what get to him is, is that he wants to fight the best fights out there that's possible, you know? So, you know, but look, you, you move on. You know, you, he's still champion of the world, so you, so you go. And it's, look, he, when he came up, he was a contender. There's so many contenders out there that want fights. So, look, you just got to keep fighting, keep yourself busy. One day, one of the big fights will happen. Hopefully not too late, though, you know? No, I mean, look, he's 31 years old now, so 
he's still a young guy. You know, he got a lot of patience, but, you know, if you, one day soon we may be even moving up in weight. So who knows? David Benavides, uh, I know they went at it for a little bit on social, but what do you make of that situation? Because David is saying that uh, Jamal is afraid to fight him. He's just making excuses, and he doesn't really want that. Well, you know, a funny thing happened just a couple of days ago. I got a call from a friend of mine doing a podcast, right? He texted me first. I had no idea, you know, but he just said, man, I need to talk to you. Could you come on my podcast? So I went on the podcast. Who's on the podcast? They're David Benavidez's father. His father, right? So, and I know David, David's giving it a fight pretty soon. So, but his father came on and said, hey, I talked to Al Heyman, and I talked to Lou DeCoupers Jr., and they say that they'll make the fight between David and Jamal. I said, you did? I said, well, I wonder why I didn't get a call. Because nobody called me about that. I said, you know what? I'm going to find out, right? So I called Al Heyman myself. Al Hammond said, I don't know where he get that from. I haven't talked to him. So he's lying, saying, telling people that, you know, that they talked to Al Hammond about fighting Jamal. And it's not true. So he's saying that to the public, but he don't, he's not saying that to the people that it matters to. So that's what it is. Is that a fight, though, that you want to see that uh, would interest Jamal uh, with David Benavides? Well, you know, it would have been better if Benavides would have still been champion. You know, because Jamal beat him now. He just beat another opponent. You know, Benavides bring nothing to the table. What, what he had? He don't have anything. You know, he was champion of the world. He lost his belt on the scale. You know, now he's chasing, trying to get the belt back, you know. And he got to go through Canelo in order to do that. So, you know, we fight him. It doesn't mean anything. A fan would hear that and say, no, you'd be fighting what arguably is the number one 168-pounder in the world. And if you beat him, that immediately puts you into a, a conversation with Canelo. So Jamal is already in a conversation with Canelo. Canelo came out the other day and said, you know, he want to fight Caleb Plant, then Jamal Charlo. So why would Jamal need to go fight Benavides to get to Canelo? What sense does that make? Why do he need Benavides and we already go get Canelo? Because, you know, I mean, you know, you got you to gotta stick with what makes sense. Not with, you know, it's a fight fans want to see, of course. Fans want to see good boxing. But at the same time, you know, this is a business. So if you don't have to go through him to get to him, why go through him when we don't have to? He's right there. Is that at all avoiding a fight? Avoiding? Yeah. No. Why? Who who we avoiding? Well, Benavides for wanting to. Like, I get it, but people watching would be like, oh, they're just saying that they, they want to avoid Benavides to, to go to Canelo. Like I get it. Like Canelo's a guy that he's been wanting for years and years. In business sense, we don't need Benavides to get to Canelo. If we needed Benavides to get to Canelo, then we'd have done that. You know, Jamal is already champion of the world. Benavides is nobody. He has nothing. He has nothing to offer Jamal. So if he don't have anything to offer, what we need it for, we don't need him to get to Canelo. But he needs Jamal to get to Canelo, and we don't. He's the number one contender, but Jamal is the world champion. 
difference. Speaking of uh, world champions fighting, you got uh, Texas boy Errol Spence taking on Manny Pacquiao. Give me your breakdown, man. How, how do you see that fight? I, I say that's a great fight, man. It's a very tough fight um, for both guys. You know, and look, it's hard to pick a winner for me on, on, for me on that fight because, you know, Pacquiao is a slick, fast, you know, strong guy. And Errol is a strong guy. And, you know, he's a pressure fighter. And, I mean, man, that's going to be explosive. It's all, you know. And I guess who, you know, whoever had the, the best game plan, I think, is going to win. Who do you think comes in with more advantages? I would imagine maybe Errol because he's younger, bigger, longer reach. I wouldn't say younger is always better. You know, I mean, you know, experience probably is probably the best thing. You know, I love Manny has seen many Errol Spencers before, and Errol haven't seen many Manny Pacquiao's before. But, you know, the determination, I think, is, is going to be a big factor in this, in this fight. And, I mean, you know, look, it's hard to pick a winner. I mean, it really is. It's, you know, it's going to be a great, great fight and a tough fight. And I, I definitely want to be there for it. I think uh, I've heard uh, some trainers say this is the key is if Errol can get the jab going and, and kind of disrupt Manny's you know, movement where he's not able to set and he can't, you know, do, do his thing, his Manny thing. But, you know, the, you know, the crazy thing about that, people see Keith Thurman do that, you know, and he, he made it a close fight. But, you know, he didn't, get, he didn't get the win. But understand, you got two southpaws fighting against each other. So the stance is going to be different. So I don't know if that's going to be the key to it. You know, I have never studied Manny Pacquiao because I have never had anybody fight him. So I don't know, you know, just watching him with the naked eye, I don't know if that's going to be the right thing for Errol to do. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm sure uh, Derek, Derek is going to put together a great game plan for, for, for Errol that fits him. So, and you know, you have to know both guys in order to, to say, well, this may work against this guy, but you don't know what this guy does best. You know, unless you're in the gym with him all the time, then you can probably figure something out. But it's, it's hard, man. I mean, for me, you know, it's going to be a tough fight. I just, I just said it's a tough fight. Both guys have great chins. So I don't think it's going to be a knockout either way. But, you know, I think it's going to be a very close fight, man. I mean, I really and truly believe that. So you wouldn't be shocked if Manny wins? No. I would not be shocked if Manny wins, you know. But, you know, I'm leaning toward Elvis Spence, but I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Manny Pacquiao wins. Such a great fight. And, and props to, to Manny, you know, being his age, taking on <laughs> a beast and arrow. Hey, you know, but Manny has always done that, you know, throughout his whole career. And you got to give him props for that. Thank you so much for listening to Fight Up TV. If you enjoyed this interview today, leave us a five-star review. It would help us out a lot. Stay up to date with us online as well. Make sure to follow us on our social media at Fight Up TV. Thank you.